TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins, America. Outside the house, Mr. Simpson announced that Sally couldn't go to the meeting. He went on cleaning his blue rose rust and she ran inside a weeping. She got to a romantic splash, the picture of a new messiah. She picked up a book of her father's life and threw it on the fire. She knew from the start, deep down in her heart, that she and Tommy were worlds apart. But her mother said, never mind your part is to be what you'll be. All right, I am going to talk about Lazarus in the next segment, and it's going to be in a way that maybe you're not expecting. It's actually not related to anything in current events. Roy said, I can't wait to hear it. And so, Roy, thanks for listening. (laughs) Um, Here's my setup for that segment, which is coming up next, though. It's just a Facebook post that I saw that I've seen things like this before and thought about this myself, but it put it into words that... I never really was able to. It just says, this blew up my mind. I'm just going to share it with you. It says, have you ever thought about this? In 100 years, for instance, 2123, we will all be buried with our relatives and friends. Strangers will live in our homes. We fought so hard to build or buy, and they will own everything we have today. All our possessions will be unknown and unborn, including the car we spent a fortune on, and will probably be scrap metal at that point. Preferably, best case scenario, that car is in the hands of some collector who you don't know. Our descendants will hardly know who we were if they know who we were at all, nor will they remember us. How many of us know our grandfather's father's father in some cases? Now, we live in a little bit different time. There's going to be more documentation of who we were than 100 years ago, but that is a good question to ask. How well do you know your ancestors that were alive In 1923, do you even know who they were? After we die, we will be remembered for a few more years. Then we're just a portrait on somebody's bookshelf. And a few years after that, our history, our photos, our deeds will disappear into a cabinet at best into history's oblivion. And we won't even really be memories anymore. If we pause one day to analyze these questions, perhaps we would understand how ignorant and weak the dream to achieve all was. Now, I don't necessarily buy into that conclusion from this. I I understand what they're saying about material things, 
but the desire to achieve is a good thing. It's an eternal thing. It goes on. If we could only think about this, surely our approaches, our thoughts would change. We would be different people. Always having more, no time for what's really valuable in this life. I'd change all this to live and enjoy the walks I've never taken, the hugs I didn't give, these kisses for our children, our loved ones, the jokes we didn't have time for. Those would certainly be the most beautiful moments to remember. After all, they would fill our lives with joy. And we taste it day after day with greed, greed, and intolerance. Now, the the conclusions are a little suspect. Uh, The greed thing is probably true. Intolerance, I don't even know what that means anymore. But I definitely think it's worthwhile to think in a hundred years, a lot of this is true. People won't remember you. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be doing a radio show, but are people going to be listening to the podcast in a hundred years? No way. I mean, unless it's some random person doing a documentary about what it was like in 2023 in the Trump years or something, you know, I, I don't think that it'll happen. Uh, even your, your, mem- your relatives, relatives, kids, kids, will probably not even know who you are in a hundred years. So what are you living for? That's kind of the point that I take it from. This this article, this this post, takes different conclusions than I do, but I still think it's good facts, good things to consider. What is most important? What's happening in the moment is not always it. With that in mind, stick around for the segment that I'm gonna have next. It's all about eternal things. And it's about Lazarus. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, old Roy, how's your life? Fantastic. You want to tell me about it? Not really. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the news. <laughs> okay. I got a, cute, a few items I want to run by you here and just get your instant take. Bring it. On these things. The first one is a poll. I'm shuffling around a bunch of papers here. First one is a poll about President Trump versus President Biden. Okay. It's weird to be able to say that because you're basically talking about two different incumbents. Right. How often have we ever seen that happen in our lifetime? Zero times. Correct. This poll, though, is about unlikely voters, which sucks. Okay. (laughs) Because you're talking about people who are probably not going to vote. Right. In a hypothetical 2024 matchup between those two candidates. Suffolk University, USA Today. By the way, you've probably seen this Wall Street Journal poll. It's amazing to me, as somebody who watches polls, how one random poll done at one random time will become the the narrative. 
This Wall Street Journal poll that people have been talking about for over a week now that has President Biden and Trump tied at 46. Have you seen this? No. <clears throat> then you haven't been paying attention because it is everywhere. Don't know why. Kilbean's been talking about it all week. Fox News has been talking about it. CNN's been talking about it. Everybody in the world has been talking about this same poll. And I, I'm like, there's a billion polls. Why yeah. that one? So anyway, that one aside, this is Suffolk University in USA Today. Polled 900 U.S. citizens, 18 and older, which is a pretty normal number. It's a little low, but that's pretty normal. <clears throat> about half of whom are registered to vote. While the poll found res respondents preferred Trump over Biden, more voted for either other or undecided, which means that people at this stage, given a binary choice, are not making a choice. They're just saying, well, I'm not, I'm not participating. <laughs> but the point of bringing this up is not that. It's that when they asked who they would lean to at this time, and this is among the unregistered vote, like the unlikely yeah. to vote people. 15% said Biden, 27% <clears throat> said Trump, and 28% said other. So when you talk about people who are unlikely voters, Trump is beating Biden almost double, mm -hmm. two to one. Uh, if you factor in the other people who are just going, I just I don't care about any of them. Just throw all the politicians out. Yes. Then you're talking about another bunch of people who you don't know. They, they those people probably literally will not vote. Right. But among undecided slash unregistered unlikely voters, Trump is killing Biden. What does that mean? Like I said, quick takes here from Old Roy. What does that mean for 2024? I don't think it means much of anything. I don't. I know you. You love the polls, mm -hmm. and um, but the, what you what you started with is the, the same reason I don't really like polls because you can you can pick your narrative, and you can even manufacture the results you want with clever questioning and phrasing or waiting, <clears throat> depending. Yeah. Uh, if the poll itself is. Wanting to wait it a certain way, they can. Who who did this one that you're talking this about? This is Suffolk University, USA Today. And some are better than others, but I like looking at averages. This one was just interesting because it was talking about unlikely voters. Well, I think I I could be wrong, but my guess would be that was intended to find another narrative. Let's find people who don't care and see if we can get Biden closer. You know, it's like the Wall Street Journal one. It's, it's, um, there's no reason to talk about that. If it's an isolated poll that is nowhere near any other poll. Well, I, I think that this one isn't an outlier. I think it's just that the story in this one is that they highlighted because all, all polls are doing this. They're, they're looking at, they're, they're just asking people, are you registered or not? You know, and then who are you likely to vote for? This one just found something among and published because a lot of them don't publish this stuff. They publish the results of the poll. This one said, oh, there's something weird here that we found that we're going to publish. They all do it. This one just highlighted it, that they're, that the unlikely voters are breaking hard for Trump. <clears throat> well, I'd like to read something into that, but... Nothing. It's it's hard. It, it I mean, it sounds... What I'm picturing is 
<clears throat> All right, I'm calling you. Hey, uh, person, do you think that you like colors? <laughs> I don't care. Okay, well, if you had to, would you like red or blue? I really don't care. <laughs> okay, but if you really had to, gun to your head. I don't know, blue. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's what I'm picturing with this poll, is that these people clearly aren't engaged, and they've told you they're not engaged, and then you're forcing them to give you an answer. I guess that creates the interesting <coughs> dynamic of at least people superficially and subconsciously are hearing the names Trump and Biden, and they're, I guess, leaning. Shrugging toward one. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, as far as hot takes go, that's a pretty good one, Roy. Well, I, I tried. I expected there to be some analysis in a different direction, but you you have analyzed that poll actually pretty well. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Now let me tell you where I analyze it. Okay. <laughs> where you wished I would have. Yeah, this is where I thought, oh, maybe you'll go there. But no, I, you, that was great um, because it's very true. There are a lot of people in this country who who don't really want to participate in this. Right. And that means that this is going to be a turnout election. It's not going to be a referendum on anyone. I mean, on Trump, I guess you could say, because that's he's, he's the gorilla in the room. Even when you have the other candidate, it's still about Trump. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that based on these kinds of things, this is going to be a turnout election, which means you got to turn out your passionate base, which the Democrats do have, who basically are voting on abortion at this point. Um, they don't care about Biden. They really don't like him. They don't think he's fit for office, according to polls also. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a passionate base for Trump that's roughly akin to the, the same numbers that are, you know, Biden just destroyed the eastern seaboard with a nuke oh, i'd still vote for him like there, there are the yeah. contingency of people right. that would do that and the same for trump too oh he just went out and shot melania on the street yeah but you know what she probably deserved it so i'll still vote for him. you know <laughs> like there 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 are people who and it's roughly 30 percent who no matter what even given evidence to the contrary that it's good for you or the country they would vote for those those people well they're voting for the d or the r they are, in, but in some sense, with Trump, they're really voting for Donald Trump. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I say that to say that this is going to be a turnout election, and that probably will benefit Republicans, because when you have the incumbent and nobody likes him, Trump also kind of an incumbent, but he has a little bit more passionate support than Biden does, and that probably bodes well for him if it's a passionless election. I think that is... A good analysis using conventional wisdom for how these things typically play out. But I think since Trump 2016, it's been conventional wisdom has gone out the window. And you and now you factor in with that the cheating. If it the the scary thing is if it is a turnout, Republicans are kind of screwed because the Democrats have mastered the fake turnout. They know how to manufacture turnout that didn't really happen. And the Republicans aren't doing that, at least not as well. If they're trying, they suck at it. We'll, so we'll, it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll wrap there just because we're at a point where I think 
I said I was going to throw a bunch of things at you, and I threw one. Yeah. So we'll come back, and I'll throw a bunch of more. Okay. But <clears throat> you heard me talking about Arizona at the beginning of the show. Um, I didn't mention this, though, and I don't know if you saw this, but there's a Democrat now running in a primary. I'd have to look up exactly where. And it's not a huge election, but he is a Democrat claiming election fraud that other Democrats have been padding their votes against him in a primary. So this is this is intriguing because it's Democrats. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be watching that, too. I don't know if you've seen anything on that or not, or if I'm breaking that news to you right now. Just broken. I'm amazed. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, christening a ship with you. Um, not because you are a beautiful thing, but because you're big. I'm large. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Stop there. Be right back. Oh, Roy, back uh, in studio to talk about more of these random things that I'm throwing at you. Mm-hmm. Just getting your initial take on. In Chicago. You used to live in Chicago, right? I did. Did you know that there are no nude beaches in Chicago? I was aware, yes. Is that uh, unfortunate for you, or is that okay? Uh, I don't know that I would frequent one if there was. Would you frequent one as an observer? Uh, it's a little creepy. Um, I, I don't think so. I would probably get arrested. Here's some illegal activity at a supposed news, nude beach in Chicago. In Chicago? Alderman Maria Haddon, 49th District of Chicago, said someone planted a fake sign at Loyola Beach in Rogers Park. Does that ring any bells? I don't yes. know where that is. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Famous place? Michigan? Well, it, yeah, it's, Michigan? it's well known. Okay. Uh, the sign claims the area is a nude beach. Uh, the sign looks completely real. Two rectang- two of them, <laughs> two rectangular signs with the Chicago Park District seal on them nice. <laughs> showed up on posts at Loyola Beach. Um, they look like this. So that, that, I mean, that looks real. Yeah. There is no doubt that you would walk up and say, well, that's, that's not a fake sign. It's got the seal of Chicago yep. Parks on it. And it says, nude beach past this sign. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is... I would say one of the better pranks I've seen in a while. I'd say that's that's pretty clever. Yeah. And if I saw it, I would remove all of my clothing immediately. Because I would just try to follow the rules. I don't want to break any rules. No, that's that's fair. Yeah, you, you're a straight and narrow guy. Except for my dash cam. I mean, body cam. I would still wear that. Well, naturally. (laughs) You'd want to keep that on. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for being a part of that. Yeah. More important stuff here. Uh, The wait is over. Rolling Stones will soon release new music, Roy. On Monday, the band announced that they're preparing to release their first album of original material in 18 years since 2005 is a bigger bang. 18 years, t- and you go, oh, 2005, that's not that long ago. 18 years sounds like a lot. But they did have an album in 2005 called A Bigger Bang. This one's going to be called Hackney Diamonds. Are you a Rolling Stones fan? Do you care about this? Not even remotely. Welcome to the club. I think they they should have stopped probably 65 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? I I, uh, I analyze my own thoughts on this subject for no reason. Mm-hmm. Probably laying in bed one night thinking about the Rolling Stones for no reason. And I, I've never been a Stones fan. Got a couple songs I, I, I think are fine. I don't get why they're so such a big deal. Other than the fact that they literally have been around for 
100,000 years, literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I got to respect that. If you started your band in the 1960s and you're still on tour and making new music, at some point I got to go, all right, maybe I'm just missing whatever everybody's so excited about here. That's fine. But I at least have to respect the fact that you're 80-something years old. I think... Maybe Mick Jagger just turned 80 or he's just over 80. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all in their 80s. Roger Waters from Pink Floyd just turned 80 this week. Um, They they came along a little bit later as far as popularity goes. They started in the 60s too. But at some point, I got to say, kudos to you for still making new music and touring when you're literally, here's a tie-in for you, you are the same age as Joe Biden. Mm. And that guy can't do anything. Yet Mick Jagger's up there roughly the same age, maybe within a year. And that dude's doing a duck walk around the stage and singing and making new music. It's, it's impressive. Well, I mean, you you put anybody up against Biden, they're going to be impressive. <laughs> I think that's, that's the first thing. But I get your point. I, yes, their, their longevity is impressive. And <clears throat> I guess you have to respect it a little bit. I... You know, we, we've talked about this before with different acts. I, I, I don't jump on bandwagons, and I, I think certain acts, and although maybe talented, maybe a bit over overrated. Sure, yeah. I've I always think, thought that about Prince. Yeah, incredibly talented musician, but his place in music history, sure, he belongs there, but it's inflated to me. Yeah, yeah I it, don't know. I, I think the Stones, I don't know, my take with them was always that they they came in, they rode the coattails of the Beatles, but they were like the the working man's beetle, okay. you know? They, they weren't as pretty, they weren't as, as flashy or good, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <clears throat> they, they came in at the right time. Um, some of their songs have sort of been culturally iconic, yeah. but I don't get it. I don't get it. I can't understand a word he says when he sings. That and the lyrics don't make any sense. I, I have to wonder: Are they truly writing songs, or do they need the money? And somebody's writing songs for them. I, 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 I don't. I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that Mick Jagger don't need money. That that guy. These people are. Like modern day royalty, I think that's why people half of them want to be celebrities and actors and musicians, is because you are royalty now. I mean, it was John Mulvaney jokes that when he met Mick Jagger, and he was a writer for Saturday Night Live, he's yeah. a big big name now, that the guy could just walk into a room and just go Diet Coke, and one would appear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's but that is it's funny, but it's true because that's the way we treat. Anybody of any sort of celebrity status, A, they have a lot of money, and B, they got tons of hangers on. Well, when I say need the money, I don't mean like he's panhandling. <laughs> I mean, the, there's a lifestyle that, that some sure. of these people sure. create yeah. that costs money to maintain. So it's you, you see a lot of acts from the earlier generation they didn't plan their future, a lot of them, very well. <clears throat> Most of them probably didn't think they'd be around this long. And so they lived a lifestyle that let's just burn through it all because we're going to be gone. 
in 10 know. years anyway. But I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. That's just a, a, a guess is that why would you at 80 years old I think go, they just like it. I got tired of, of when I, I obviously was not as big as the Rolling Stones. I was close. I would think so. But when I played in bands, I got tired about 38 <laughs> of, of dragging gear around and going and playing in front of people. I did it for, I don't know, 30 years probably total. I but, do have one one thing to, to sort of push back on there. Yeah. I don't think the Rolling Stones are dragging equipment around. Really? I don't think that they're the ones setting up the shows. Uh-uh. You think they got people to do that? I do. I do. Man. Yeah. So maybe that's the disconnect is that uh, you did have to do that even though you were close to that status so i'm probably harboring some kind of yeah secret grudge Ever since you were 38 yes you stopped playing music because of that yeah you should have gotten somebody to do that for you you'd still be playing now stadiums wow yeah is there before we what, what could have been <clears throat> is there any is there anybody in that category for you that you're like that that artist is just over not that you hate them but they're just overrated. For uh, me, it's it's Radiohead, and that's probably my generation too. Yeah, that I don't dislike them. I like some of their songs. I just never got it. I don't get why people freaked out over and got boners over them. Uh, Justin, the <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake is one for me. That's your generation, sure. That's my generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just think I don't understand why. He's a singer. I know he was in in sync or whatever. Yeah, but I've never I've never heard a song that he did that made any sense, <laughs> musically or otherwise. <laughs> I gotta say that's not who I was expecting you to say. Uh, we'll break. Uh, you can stick around. Come back next hour, please, if you will. I will. Okay, we'll be right back. Wiggins America, good weekend to you. So I'm going to promote an event. I don't normally do this, but this is an event worth promoting. Partially because my friend and also one of the pastors of my church, David Seaton, is uh, what? Do you, what's your title with Italian Fest? I'm the chair of the committee for the Italian Fest. Chair of the committee, man. When you walk into a room, I bet people are like, "Whoa, the chair of the committee is here." <laughs> At least the committee is thinking that. I don't even have a special chair to sit in. Though, really, so, you just you have know. to stand. Yeah, with your gavel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> So uh, David Seaton is chair of the committee of the Italian Fest. And Italian Fest is one of my favorite events as a native of Collinsville, Illinois, partially because it has been around for a long time. I think probably as, about as long as I've existed on this earth. This is the 40th year, right? Well, here. yeah, we're real close then. So yeah. I'm, I'm turning 42. <clears throat> and also because it is my birthday weekend. It's always my birthday weekend, uh, September 16th. So next week will be doing a lot of birthday stuff with this show and because it's the two-year anniversary of the show, which happened to also follow my birthday, but so does the Italian Fest. And since the Italian Fest will already be going on, I thought, let's let's get you in here this week to promote it for next weekend because by next weekend, it half of it will already be done by the time we're talking. So yeah. you're here to talk about Italian Fest, which if you're in the Metro East at all, definitely come next weekend to Italian Fest what is a typical Italian fest for somebody who's never been, David? And then what does maybe this year hold for people who are regulars? Yeah, so the Italian fest, it's 
Collinsville, I think, does really good at doing just Main Street festivals. Where I agree. The whole Main Street for about three blocks is just shut down. And the Italian Fest is by far the biggest one. We'll see 20,000-plus people throughout the weekend come through. It's so like on, the population of the city. <laughs> just about, <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. And it comes from all over the whole Metro East and probably even from the whole St. Louis area, people who just want to eat great Italian food, have some drinks, hang out. Um, and just and hear really good live music. So we've got that. That's that's the weekend. I mean, that's that's it in a in a nutshell. But there's there's also going to be some cool stuff. Like there's a awesome parade with uh, lots of uh, floats and classic cars coming through it. That's on Saturday. What we've, time? That is going to be at putting you on the spot. Making sure I got four o'clock. Okay, four o'clock. Yep. For the parade. For the four o'clock for the parade. We have a pizza eating contest on Saturday at two. That's that was an old tradition that kind of fell to the wayside. And this year's theme for the Italian Fest is traditions run deep. And so we wanted to bring back some traditions from the old school Italian Fest. And so pizza eating contest. Wait, when do you know like when it stopped? I don't. I can't remember it in my lifetime, but I mean I'm I literally just turned forty yesterday. So me and the Italian Fest yeah, are right. like the same age. <laughs> and yeah, so me too. I'm like, all right, well when did they stop doing it? But at some point there was one. And so this year we're bringing it back. We've got a championship belt like a wrestler would have. And so, <laughs> is it the original belt or is it no, 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 no. Okay. We had to get a cool one made. And so whoever wins will get their picture taken with this championship belt and they get the name engraved on it and then they're gonna get a t shirt for like twenty twenty three Pizza eating. <laughs> I always wonder with those kind of things if there if there was like a movement, like a health movement in the early two thousands or something that said, "Oh, this is not okay now." That we're like, you know what? <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if someone can cram a whole large cheese pizza down their throat in six under six minutes, then I think they'll be yeah. okay. Well, I got well, to ask you because we're talking about the Italian fest now, and you're the obviously the chair of the committee so you would know the answers to these questions possibly <laughs> what uh is there a specific italian style of pizza that the italian fest serves because i know there's a lot of really good authentic italian food there but or is it just that pizza is italian therefore we're serving pizza so there's a couple different pizza vendors that are going to be there okay so and i've would have to pull up that list to tell you exactly who they are. But we have a lot of great vendors, a lot of, like you said, authentic Italian food, mm-hmm. like bagnacotta and cannolis and toasted ravioli, which yeah. is more like a St. Louis Italian thing, but it's still like pretty Italian, especially for our area. Um, but what we were looking for a sponsor to do the pizzas for the pizza eating contest because it's limited to 10 people only, large okay. cheese pizza. And we found a landscaping company, actually, to sponsor who sells – uh, Italian brick oven pizza ovens for their they their landscaping company that also makes ovens? no they don't make them they oh, they like they they, they do outside living spaces okay, and so they install okay. these pizza oven ovens and so they oh, they're sponsoring cool. it and they're gonna bring these this Italian pizza oven that they are like a dealer of and they're going to make the pizzas right there in their wood fire pizza oven it's uh, called Cliff Landscaping out of Maryville Illinois and so. So this is something, I mean, now I'm kind of fascinated by the idea. So this is something that in your backyard, if you're trying to make like a paradise backyard with a hot tub and a whatever, you could add a wood-fired pizza oven yes. made by a landscaping company? Well, they're made in Italy. They're called Alpha Pizza really? Ovens. And this landscaping company in Maryville, Illinois, Cliff Landscaping, they sell them and install them as they're designing 
outdoor living spaces. That's super cool. It is. I can't believe that's something I've never seen at some rich person's house already. I probably don't go to people's houses that are rich enough. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this will be this will be the next trend. I promise. Yeah. Probably in my backyard if I can afford it. Um, So, anything else before we get to the bottom of the hour here, top of the hour? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The opening ceremony is at eleven thirty on Friday, next Friday. Okay. And then that's followed by the tradition of the the grape stomp. So there's a bunch of teams that are stomping grapes. And then from there, we've got some really good uh, bands that, that evening on Friday night. we got Champagne Fix from 7 to 10 on one stage. And then on another stage, we got Dr. Chevegas. And then Saturday night, I'm really excited about this. From 8.30 to 10, we have Brady Seals. Brady Seals was the lead singer of the band Little Texas. And so he's got a different band now. And so Little Texas, they were the ones that had uh, God Bless Texas, which is a number one hit. They had six other number one hits. And so they are a national act. It's going to be like kind of hinted ha- that somebody big was coming this year. I yeah. didn't know who we it was. We really wanted to, like, it's the 40th anniversary. So we really wanted to kind of turn it up a notch and just provide the best entertainment that we could. Well, my endorsement is for the Italian Fest. I've been going to it for my entire life. We'll be there next weekend, too. Uh, if you happen to see me out there, say hello uh, and say that you listen to the show, and I would love to talk to you. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great event. Downtown Collinsville. If you've never been, I mean, if, you, if you've been to Collinsville, you know Italian Fest is, like, the big one. So come see us. But if you haven't been to Collinsville, say you're from Missouri and you want to make the trip or you live in the Metro East somewhere else and never been to Collinsville – Downtown Collinsville is a really nice place. That's why all of our events are there. And Italian Fest is like the the coup de grace of all of them. It's the biggest one. So come out and be a part of any of this stuff or just walk around and eat really good. Now, I got to say, Banya Cauda is the way that all of Collinsville pronounces it. But my wife, who you know, is Italian. And she says, no, it's Banya Calda. It means hot bath. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to defer to you on this. That's so, where I would struggle because if anything means hot bath, I don't know that I want to eat it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's just bread dipped in what is it? It's like a it's like a spicy olive oil type. I'm not real sure. Something. There's a it, lot of stuff with the Italian fest yeah. that there's three different ways to pronounce yeah. parts of it. Yeah. So. But that's one of our favorite dishes that we get every year. So we are invited. It's next weekend. David, thanks you. Thanks for coming out here and being here this weekend. Thanks for having me. All right. And we'll see you there. And we will see you at the next, uh, I don't know, about five or six minutes from now as the hour restarts in Wiggins America. Stick around. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t